0: a murderous mommy, a butchering killer in a Boy Scout uniform, and oh, it's a remake of the original that came out just two years earlier. We watched Campground, the Requel. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is.
1: Horror, horror. So bad and scary Splitting up is never okay Ply, who needs it?
0: What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good.
2: We've been gone a minute. We have been gone a minute. We've been gone a hot minute. I want to apologize. Uh there was a car accident that happened when I was literally on the way to come film or film to come record on Monday. I got stopped on the bridge. It was a good two hour wait. I went and actually witnessed, the, it was, I'm not going to get into it, because it was gnarly, it was bad, but it was like, basically, I saw someone die, and I cried a whole bunch, I couldn't save him, but yeah, it was intense. I couldn't do the podcast afterwards.
0: But I'm here today, I'm we're here having today. fun! Uh, today, we are doing a little movie called Campground, The Recoil. Now, before we get into that, I have some stuff I want to bring up. First of all, uh, I should have brought this up a long time ago, because this was a reaction to our 100th episode. Uh, and I meant to bring this up, but I just things happen. I forgot. But uh, during that episode, at one point, we actually talked about how we hope we actually get some hate mail for some some things we said about that. And sure enough, we did. We got a scathing hate mail on Twitter, which I found absolutely hilarious. Yay! So I, I got to share with you. It's from a guy named Skunk Rocker on Twitter. Now, keep my he sent this first message. These, the first two came at the same time, so he sent these back to back. And I re- it goes as follow. I get, I get you do bad horror movies, but come, come the fuck on! In the same episode, you praised Full Moon. Come the fuck on, man! Because yeah, we did talk about how we you know, like Full Moon. We kind of liked the catalog, but remember, my our hundredth episode, we did Nightmare on Street Five: The Dream Child. So this guy has had a big bone to pick with that. And then he sent us, like, does Freddy vs Jason not fly on your radar at all? Five is my favorite of the series. No, it's not. The best film, I'll admit it, but it's great. So he sent those back to back. And you think that's enough? But no, this guy wasn't done with us. Because three hours later, three hours, he sends, You're getting hate mail, but not for the Freddy versus Planned Parenthood line. That actually made me laugh. No, seriously, this movie is good. So he's like, absolutely he's Really defending, defending this the movie. movie. As we're ripping it apart. And then he's still not done. An hour later, he writes, all right, I'll admit I didn't know about the Superman shield on the comic scene. I'll give you props for letting me know about that. I never noticed that. Okay, is he done? No. <laughs> Two more hours pass. <laughs> Any he writes, five-star review. This is my one of my favorite movies of all time. So he's writing his own five-star review because I guess he listened to our, our, that segment. This is my favorite movie of all time. My favorite nightmare film. I admit three is better, but this is my favorite. Watch it. Is he done? No, he's still not done. Good god. (laughs) He writes back, might check out this podcast in the future for other films. But for now, dot dot dot. You guys shit on one of my favorite films. Not sure how I feel. Cry some tears for me, Argentina, whatever. But (laughs) I just found that absolutely hilarious. Fact now you just it would have been funny enough if you just wrote one. Well, the fact he's put like a course like six hours. We really got under his skin. (laughs) Really got under his skin for that one. It just had to keep coming back.
2: Now I know you run the Twitter. I don't run the Twitter. I kind of you kind of do the Facebook and the Twitter, and I do the Instagram and nothing else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you respond to him at all? No, because by the time I got, I was like, I was lacking it too much. I was like,
2: Well, we went out after, you know, I mean. Well, because this was not a day or two later. Or, yeah, this was... Yeah, it wouldn't really count because we got hammered after episode Yeah, we, were pretty,
0: we were pretty hammered. But that. it got
2: posted the next day when we were sober, or at least hungover. Yeah.
0: Those came in, yeah, they obviously came in like a day or two after the episode was recorded, but it was just, I find it, I find it was awesome. But this like, is a great...
2: You're not somebody until you have enemies. Exactly. So it's the fact that you. we started getting some hate mail, that's great. So please, let us have it. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Um, so... Also, um, right before we recorded this, we actually just had an awesome interview with the writer and director um, of the Pork Chop and Pig Girl movies, the entire pork chop series and Pig Girl, uh, Eamon Hardiman, along with Missy Dawn, who is also an actor in the movies and a producer. She's Pig Girl. She's Pig Girl. Uh, they sat down with us for an hour and a half interview, which turned up. I thought it was going to be 20, 30 minutes, but this, we just... Really, it was a good conversation. It was a great conversation. So look for that to be posted as well. So you're basically gonna get a twofer. You're gonna get a double dose uh, when these are all posted. So look yeah, for we're that and check it. We're out. a
2: little slow on getting the next one out, so we'll give you a little bigger dose. Yep, looks. we'll keep we'll keep that high riding a little longer.
0: Um, so back to the movie at hand. Like I said, we are doing Campground The Requill. now. This was released in November of 2015. Two year, only two years after the original Campground movie, which was released by Studio 605, same studio, which again is weird because. No, only if you're gonna do kind of a remake or a reimagining. Normally, there's a little more time that passes. It's not just a lot of time. years. You didn't let
2: it soak in. No, I
0: mean even like the Spy. When they first read the Spider-Man, like ten years had passed. Even I thought, "I was like, jeez, it's only been ten years. Come on, you don't need to remake something already." But.
2: Still have a fart going from two years ago. <laughs> it's a very slow fart, but yeah, it's still uh, going.
0: This movie was written by Roman Jossart. I sorry if I J O S S A R T Jossart Jossart. Jossart I'm not pronouncing it wrong. And Brandon Pruitt, and it was directed by Roman Jossart as well. Now Roman Jossart might be a familiar name for those who listen to all of our episodes because he was actually in uh, the movie "Don't Fuck in the Woods," where he played Mac, who yes. was probably one of the best characters in that movie. He was a fun his, character. Was great. Uh, so he actually wrote and directed this movie, and he's also in it as well. Uh, the cast—I the I started writing down notes about the cast, but then I realized I gave up because like none of them I've never ever heard of except like for us we know Roman because of uh, Don't Fuck the Wood. But pretty much the cast is the entire—it's almost the entirely same cast as the original Campground. Everybody came back to reprave their roles or do whatever. Uh, the only person I wrote down is. Uh, The girl plays the lead role, Heidi, uh, is played by a girl named Anna Love, which just sounds like a porn star name, Sorry, but whatever. Anna Uh, Love. Anna Love. um, Put an L in there. Yeah, I know. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, She's only got three credits for names. She did this, like I said, the original Campground movie, and she also did a Friday the 13th fan film or short called Friday the 13th, The Curse of Jason, uh, which a few other, I think people like Roman, a few other people were involved in as well. Other than that, there's really no not, not gonna really go into the uh the cast on this one. We're just gonna jump right into the movie. Um now we open the movie with a mother and I'm gu- her son who I'm guessing is maybe twelve-ish. 10, 12, yeah. They're just walking, you know, walking. He hasn't back hit to the woods. Puberty yet. Yeah. Um and they're both looking happy and they're just enjoying the nice sunny day. And she leads him to this barn and ushers him inside. And now the mother turns around the face of the camera and uh oh. That happy demeanor is gone. No, it is definitely
2: gone. She's She's gone from like, hi, I'm having a great time to fucking stink face. Yeah. She, she smelled that two-year-old fart. Yeah. <laughs> she, she does not look happy.
0: She's got some sinister plans going on. And uh, like I said, she does not look anymore, and she's not looking anymore. She looks like she's straight up going to kill someone. And that's exactly what she fucking does. Because she straight up murders her son in this barn with like a screwdriver for like no reason. There's zero backstory to this. So she's like, nope. hey, son, come out with a walk me. Okay, Mommy, where are we going? Oh, we're going to go to this barn, honey. To your okay. death. Mommy, what are you doing? Mommy, no, no! It just just stabs, just bloody stabbing this guy with a screwdriver. Um, Very unexpected. Yeah. That's that's how we start. Yeah. With child murder. With child murder. Uh, I, I forget what the, act it's not matricide, because that would be killing your mom, but... Uh, infant side. Infant no, sign, no. just, I don't know what it is when you kill your own I kid. I don't know about that stuff. So, murder! But, like, the weird thing is, like, right before she stabs the first time, she like, reaches out one hand, kind of like, Rubs her hand through her yeah. hair and kind of very lovingly, like, and she even like mouths towards like "I love you," I think. And then she just stabs him with this rusty screwdriver, and the son drops dead. And he, like at first, there's zero blood spray. He just drops dead. Uh, but then when we see the mom, like, kind of stand back up, she's drenched in blood, had to tell even though there was zero blood. Like thing. the
2: crimson mask. Yeah. It's like
0: it's like Carrie-esque, like, right. loads of blood. Uh, she just stands up and just leaves, walks out of the barn. That's it. We cut to a group of college buddies, like a bunch of guys sitting around a campfire, telling ghost stories and whatnot. And one it was of the, one of the
2: guys telling the story. Yeah, and yeah. one
0: of the guys telling the story of what we just happened. So, And he goes on to say that the mother ended up turning herself in, but the son's body was never found. And 30 years later, there's this group of friends at a birthday party at the campground where the son was killed. So we get another cut, and this cut takes us to like another flashback. But it's like modern day. But it's not, I don't know how modern, it, it, it's really. The, well, they had it, cell phones
2: and stuff, so it's right. modern time. It's Let me put it, it that it's, way. Yeah, it maybe, it's 2010 it, and beyond.
0: Maybe the flashback happened like a year ago from what right. these four guys are sitting around, to, when these four guys right. are. So it, it's really weird because you have a flashback, present and then a flashback, which is like the whole movie now. Um, so we're taken to the small grocery store where um, we meet Roman uh, Joe Sartre, the writer director of the play, uh, and he plays a character named Brandon, and he's buying beer for, like, the party and everything, and we just, we're jumping ahead a few meaningless scenes because Brandon is- So, girlfriend... yeah, they're
2: going to a party, he's buying some beers at somebody's birthday party, and they're going to go party out in the woods where they used
0: to party when they were kids, yeah, or when like... they were youngsters and young rabble-rousers. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, Brandon and his girlfriend arrive at the camp. Now, his girlfriend is Heidi. Like I said, the, she's the main girl, and they meet up with the rest of their friends. And so, we have a pretty decent-sized group of couch kids at this point. Um, and other than Brandon and Kevin, who is the black guy, I pretty much have yeah, zero idea who any of these names are. The only are way guys. to
2: really identify him, and I, because he he's just the black guy. You know, is, I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean... There's
0: not a whole lot of personality to these things. You characters. know, obviously
2: we're an audio show, we're not a visual, so...
0: Yeah, he's black, yep. so that that's it. Um. So, Brandon starts telling the same story... About Charlie Vars- Varson, which is the kid that was murdered. Uh, from, and we So he, basically he's retelling the scene of the story we just saw in Flashback. So in like the first five minutes of the movie, we're getting the same story twice now. Which is a little bit of an overkill. Um, while a guy in a red shirt and black beanie uh, takes his tattooed semi-goth girlfriend into a tent to fuck. Uh, we get the boobies. Boobies are seen. And boobies
2: are seen. Boobies
0: are seen. Boobies on film. And, uh, so, but we also see a shadow of, like, the killer outside the tent. Like, he's, like, behind the tent. After they fuck, she has him go to retrieve her bra from outside the tent, which is bullshit because when you watch this scene, um, she, took, she takes the bra off inside the tent. And even if she took it off and then tossed it outside and it lands outside the tent, before they, z- man, they zipped up the, uh, uh, the tent. flap, which mm-hmm. they didn't happen that way, uh, the fucking bra would be, like, right outside the fight. you just reach your hand and grab it. But for some reason, apparently, this thing is, like, eight feet away. Like, he has to get up, walk around, looking for his looking bra. Looking for it, going, damn it, where is his bra? It would be clear. It would be right there. So, the camera cuts back to the girl in the tent, calling out for her man. But she gets no response. And so, she goes out of the tent to see what's up. And she finds her man lying on the ground, motionless. She says, "Uh, get up, you're not that drunk, whatever. But when then, that's when she sees. He has a screwdriver sticking out of his neck. She screams, but immediately stumbles. Our killer then runs in, rips the screwdriver out of the guy's neck, grabs the girl, and in doing so, he gets a really nice handful of titty in this grab. He does. So he just, like, grabs a tit. Give me that titty. <laughs> Give me that titty. And Charlie Varson, our killer, stabs her through the back of her neck, killing her with the screwdriver. Uh, I will say, a screwdriver, yeah, it's kind of... Unique, and you don't have like Jason the machete, Michael the knife, you know it's not a, it's a unique one. But goddamn, it's pretty boring and unintimidating. It's
2: he kills a lot of people with a screwdriver, and I'm sorry, but a screwdriver is you know about the thickness of a pencil. Yeah, you know. So, but I mean, it's hot. But you have to hit. You got to hit your mark every single time. If you're doing one stab, one kill, you got to hit your (laughs) spot. You got to be like a surgeon, you know, because you can stab someone. 13, 14 times with a screwdriver. If you're not hitting vital organs, they can still live and get away. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, you can stab somebody, yeah, but it just doesn't seem like it would, yeah, do that much. damage. like I say, unless you're absolutely pinpoint right. perfect, you got to have. I mean, maybe he's been practicing. And that's the, you know, I mean, it's so Maybe they're getting tetanus, but that would that's a long kill. That that, <laughs> that that's the that's the long game kill right there. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's the long... rewarded by penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut to Brandon. And he's scaring his girlfriend hides, you know, just something like a jump out of the woods, scared, bullshit. Um, as she comes out of, like, the bathroom. And they rejoin the others around the fire. And that's all Yeah, It's just a short, dinky little scene. Uh, but now we see some blonde girl who's off by herself smoking weed. Uh, like, I don't know who this girl is. I don't know her name. She's just she's, blonde. She's kind of cute. And she's off smoking weed by herself.
2: She's the girl. I mean, we're not going to get too deep into it. because, But she's one of the girl... F- She's part of a couple. She walked away from the group to go smoke a bowl. Yeah. And smoke a bowl at, like, you know, breakneck speed. That girl wants to get, but <laughs> Yeah, she does. She's just, like, tearing through that bowl. It's not, like, taking a puff and chilling. No. Nope, she's just She's ripping. on a mission. She's ripping through it.
0: Uh, so, she's off, like I said, she's by herself. And to absolutely no one's surprise, She gets grabbed by Charlie from behind, snaps her neck. She's dead.
2: You say to no one surprise. It surprised me. The thing that surprises me, really. Well, it doesn't. Obviously, the setup means someone's gonna get murdered, right? What surprises me is we just started the movie, and we got our. We I think we got a group of people, and it's all of a sudden one, two, three. I mean, they're 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 dropping like flies, and all all three of these kills happen in less than five minutes. I'm like, holy shit! That's true. true. How much? longer can this go you know (laughs) this movie's gonna be done in like 20 minutes yeah
0: (laughs) i didn't mention it's a long movie too it's like a good hour hour Mm. 45 hour 40 something like that but yeah you're right we're burning Mm. through the cast like in the first few minutes um but before more let's talk about our killer charlie for a second so as of right now what we've seen he is kind of like the visually the least scary or intimidating killer like ever right now 'Cause he's just wearing jeans and a black t shirt with like this crappy like red mask. His mask. It's just like a red it's I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not really scary. It's just red. It's weird. It's weird it's, yeah. it's 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 a
2: mask that she tie you know you tie it around the back of your head and it just covers your face and it's a bizarre it's almost like
0: yeah it's not even like the Michael Myers mask where it covers his whole head it's just like a wrap around right just it, looks, the face. it almost
2: looks like a bizarre doll mask but painted red and At by first, doll I... I mean something like uh from the the movie um with like from puppet masters almost. It's like a puppet yeah. master S the little stabby guy, the main puppet. Yeah. Blade. That's what I thought. Blade. Yeah. So, but red, yeah. but he is a hulking man. He's a very he is a big, big, man. He is a big, muscular guy. guy. But I'm
0: just saying visually, other than just being big, it's not like he's, you know, it's not like the iconic Jason master, Michael and the other really cool, even the, the mask from, uh, uh, playing with Dallas bloodlust was a pretty cool mask. that that was cool. This is just kind of boring red. Um, and at this point, it's just held on by like a tiny little string. Uh, so, so anyway, back the nameless girl, she's dead. Charlie drags her body away. Back to the group. Uh, some guy gets up to go look for Weed Girl. Uh, he finds her pipe in the grass, which, again, is a real stretch because it's dark out, and this is like a glass pipe. Which, Whoa, what's this? She wouldn't leave this behind. I mean, <laughs> it's basically, like, he walks to the spot, looks directly on his feet. Oh, look, there's the pipe. Yeah, the odds of this happening are ridiculous. Yeah, especially he has zero flashlight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: there's also something to be said about the acting too. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty stiff. Yeah, this guy's. Where are you? Hey, I found your pipe. She wouldn't leave this behind.
0: This guy is maybe one of the worst actors in this whole movie. Like he's bad. He's very stiff. Yeah. Um. So regardless, he finds weed girl, who's, at this point we learn her name's Lori, not that it fucking matters, but she's hanging from a swing set, like a playground swing set, and she's been hung by the chains that from the swing. And he runs back to the camp tells the others that she's dead, she's dead. He leads them back to the body, but of course now the body's gone. She's disappeared. The group decides half of them don't believe him. The other half decides, okay, you know what, we're gonna leave, we'll go get help.
2: Yeah, they're telling scary stories so then they think they're fucking around.
0: Yeah. But eventually, they say, okay, we'll give up. We, let's rush back to the car. So, what they do? They rush back to the car. Brandon opens the car door and out falls the body of the tattooed semi goth girl we just saw. And this causes the group to just scatter and run. They, they, they just split off in different directions and, and run away. They don't
2: move the body out of the way and get in the car. No, they're just
0: like, <laughs> oh, ah! out in the woods, everyone. Yeah. No- <laughs> Instead of running you get in the car and to let's, let's run out into, like, lemmings into the woods. Yeah. Where we're just... And they all scatter. Yeah, yeah they, they scatter. all scatter. They nobody, like, really stays together. Except for Brandon and Justin, who is the guy who finds we go... Yeah, is zero Brandon ass. doesn't stick with his girl. No. <laughs> he, just, he just met this guy. He's like, let's go, buddy. Yeah. Girlfriend be damned. He, yeah. he goes with this new guy. Um, Brandon's like, hey, we need to stop so I can catch my breath. And... During this scene, Justin treats us with just a pure, magical display of Oscar-worthy acting at this. It's so... I wish I had the audio clip to play for you guys, but I, I didn't get time to, to, to make that transfer. But he basically says, we should fight the killer, and that if you're not with me, I'll do it alone if he has to. And then he starts going off by himself. It's so bad.
2: It's The guy who plays Brandon, he's like out of breath. He's Brandon like, oh, is, he's is like, Roman. Yeah, he's, he's, he's solid. He's, he's on his hands and he's on his knees. He's leaning over. He's, oh, God. Oh, he's freaking out. He's he's doing everything that you should do in that situation. Right. Whereas <laughs> the other guy, Justin, is just standing straight up going, no, man, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to go find this guy and fuck him up. And I'm, I think I'm doing a better job yeah. right now. His
0: acting and posture <laughs> are about as stiff as a board. I mean, yeah. it, it's just... Uh, Like he
2: poor poor Roman had nothing to work with. No, he
0: doesn't. So Brandon, of course, he does chase after him, but Charlie pops up out of nowhere, now wearing a Boy Scout uniform. Which again, he wasn't wearing that area, but now he's wearing a Boy Scout uniform. Yeah. Um, and Charlie just grabs Justin, snaps his neck like a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, I I haven't done that in a long time. I have not done a Slim Jim, but uh, anyway, snap that neck like like a a Slim Slim Jim. Jim. Um. So Brandon puts on the brakes and hauls ass back towards the way he came. Charlie turns and runs after him. Now, this is that kid where you actually see the killer running. He does run in this one and he, he hauls ass.
2: Fucking hauls ass. And this is where he's chasing Roman or yeah. Brandon. And uh Brandon's going, ha, ha, ha! he's scared. He's scared. The reason I say that is because I want to br- just remind me of that later on. Because he's he's fucking running, and he's fucking scared.
0: Okay. Uh Brandon reaches one of the cabins in the you know in this area, but it's locked. And he turns again, but Charlie pops it behind him. Kills him. But I can't really tell how because it cuts away so fast. All I know is he's dead. Like, I don't know if he how he gets stabbed or where or with what. Or if he gets his neck. I, it just happens so goddamn quick. I can't tell what's going on. All I know is he's dead. So, like I said, we're fucking tearing. The body count is just piling up in yeah. the first ten minutes. Yep.
2: We're just tearing through motherfuckers.
0: So, now we jump to Kevin, Heidi, and some other girl named Sally. And they decide to make it to the other side of the campground to hide in a cabin. Um, along the way, they find Brandon's body. Um, so they freak out. And now we cut to this chubby deputy cop sitting in a car, eating a donut and looking at nudie mags. Uh, the three of them run up to the cop begging for help. But of course he thinks, the cop, you dumb drunk kid breaking yeah. with my net. How dare you? Yeah. He just thinks they're drunk kids being stupid and whatever. So, but eventually he finally gets out of the car and as soon as he gets out of the car, he bam, he's killed from behind. Jesus Christ. And from all I can tell is that his eye just explodes for no reason. Like whatsoever. <laughs> like he's just standing there, all of a sudden his eye explodes out of his head. The body drops, and all we see is Charlie standing several feet behind him on the other side of the car. So, but I've. <laughs> but we never see anything that could be used as a projectile. Did he throw the screwdriver, or a Thrown weapon. It's just nothing. The only thing. <laughs>
2: Charlie uses as a screwdriver.
0: Right, but he didn't throw it, like he I, didn't go through his head or like, not stick. It's just his eye just explodes and he dies.
2: So <laughs> And then this is what I'm talking about. The 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 three young the three youngsters witness this and they all go running, but they're like, run and there's no fear, there's no urgency, there's no like when Brandon was running, he was terrified because the killer's right behind him. They're running, it's like just jog
0: away. You know, it's Acting's really bad. Yeah,
2: I mean, so many of them are
0: not. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said I they, I didn't go that much depth on each of so none of them really have a whole lot of experience. Obviously. I get it. I get but, that, but it's it's still a little copy Roman. Yeah. <laughs> like copy him. Whatever he's doing. I mean, being, try to being scared and and acting scared isn't that. It's not like a hard acting thing. To do. It's not like being like subtle drama and all that stuff where yeah have to have, like yeah' scary it's, one of the easy, I think pretty of the easy, easy. The, yeah, and even if it's bad, at least do it, you can convey it, you know yeah if it's, um so the group of the this group of three they run and hide in like the large bathrooms like you know the standalone bathroom house or you know whatever, where they now they hear a phone ringing, and they answer it, and it's Charlie reciting some <laughs> creepy and cryptic rhyme it's, how did Charlie get their phone number? Like, how did that even happen? <laughs> I don't Where know. Where does he
2: go? Does he go to another place to dial the phone? Does he have a cell phone yeah, on like, him? What? Oh, wait, but there's no cell phone reception around exactly. there.
0: He said that, too, because they had to go in the car to get help. But now the phone's ringing. It's, what's going on? Ugh. I don't know. So, Kevin insists on staying in the bathroom still more because they think it's safe there. Sally, on their hand, wants she wants to get the fuck out and leave. She's like, I'm out of here. She runs off by herself, which, again, always a good idea. She manages to find a building that has a truck parked next to it, but the truck's locked. She can't get in. So she enters this building, which I think is supposed to be like a barn. Uh, so, anyway, she goes She goes inside. In the dark, she backs into Charlie, who was seemingly just standing there in the dark waiting for her. Like, he just knew, like, I'm just Either he's like, I know she's going to be like, what the fuck? I was just staying in my, mind, my business in the dark, you know, being a weirdo. What you doing? <laughs> Ew. Why are you invading my personal bubble? You yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> Excuse uh, me.
2: Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> um, so, watch where you're going.
0: Um, and also noticed that this time, the mask is actually being held on by a much thicker, stronger looking black strap. It's like mm. an actual strap. Now, when the first time we see it, it's just like a white string. <laughs> so we've already had a... I not- didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, Charlie slits her throat. She dies. Back in the bathroom, Kevin and Heidi are talking about what the stories of Charlie are true. Heidi gets pissed off. She storms out, determined to go get help. Kevin goes after her. Now, what happens here I find very odd. Because pretty much as soon as they leave the bathroom, Heidi sees a house with a porch light on and (laughs) runs up to it. So if this house was this close to the bathroom, one, why didn't Sally run to it when she left? I mean, wouldn't that be the first place you would run to if you're looking for help? It would be a Someone's house, house, a house with with light on, on, not a dark, creepy barn. Uh, and besides that, why didn't the three of them go there looking for help in the first place instead of running into the bathrooms? If it's that close to the to them, like it, it's fucking odd. Like, mm. it's like mm, what's going on here? So they knock on the door. They're screaming for help, and they're let inside by this chubby guy named Michael. Oh, you mean
2: um, Fat Everlast? Because that's who it is. You really might know what it's like. Yeah, it's, it's Fat Everlast is who it is. Fat, I
0: love that reference. I didn't even think what you're totally right.
2: It's Fat Everlast. He's got tattoos on his arms. He's He's got a hat, you know, kind of like a, tr- not a trucker hat, but like a, yeah. I don't know, fucking weird hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been drinking. And he's like,
0: hey, y'all, why don't you come on in? (laughs) Forget about Everlast, man. I want not listen to that song now. He's fat Everlast. (laughs) He had
2: a weird, shitty, like, chin strap and everything. Yeah, fat Everlast.
0: So Michael gets them water and asks what they're doing out here so late. And goddamn, for the third time in the first 25 minutes of this movie, we get another retelling of the Charlie story. But at least this one goes quickly. We get it. I know. Yeah, you're really hammering this story on. We, we've gotten it. You know, we've got the first time. Turns out that Michael and Charlie have some kind of agreement. Uh, th- that being that Michael stays out of Charlie's turf. He like stays off his turf. And in turn, Charlie stays away from Michael's house. And Michael tells, that, that tells the group that by letting them in, he has broken the agreement and that Charlie will come here looking for them. Uh, so,
2: you think that'd be cause for concern.
0: Yeah. Not really. Nah,
2: he doesn't seem too bothered by it. He
0: really does. He's like, he, you guys gotta get the fuck out of yeah, here.
2: Yeah, like, if this agreement had stood before, and he knows about it, wouldn't he say, he sees two kids running to his door, screaming and yelling for help, don't you think that'd send off a little, like, spider sense in him saying, oh shit, I bet it's Charlie I trying be, to kill I these I little fucks. I bet it's
0: Charlie, yeah. Fuck off, kids. Yeah, get to the Good hire. luck. Get- and then even, like, didn't even say like, oh, shit, you got to get the hell out of here. He's like, nope, you got to go ahead and stay here. He calmly let's so this. He so he's not even worried about the agreement being broken and Charlie coming after him. It's like, he's like, yeah whatever. So there's no... There's it, really it doesn't no, work. Yeah, it it's doesn't like work. It's like what he just explained, he just broke. He just violated the terms of and the agreement. And there's no... Yeah, it was no, it was no drama, no no... No, um, with,
2: with like, a weird southern draw. He's like Dusty Rhodes.
0: He's like Fat
2: Everlast Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> See, that's what he is. Because he talks like this, kind of, my, ba- my bad Dusty Rhodes impersonation. He, he, he's
0: wine and dine with kings and queens yeah. and slept in the gutters on porks and beans yeah. or whatever that line is. <laughs>
2: I'm wine and with kings and queens and I've slept in alleys and eaten pork and beans. Yeah. Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> But he sounds like, yeah, he's fat everlast, channeling Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, go. dude, that's a great description. I love it.
0: So, um, so Michael Rand was on on and on about the other murders that Charlie's committed over the years. During his high ass hey, can he even be killed? And Michael says the only way to kill him is to stab Charlie thirteen times. Thirteen times, just like his mother. <laughs> dude, that's what he sounds like. God damn it! You're gonna make me laugh every time we <laughs> with his, like, just like his mother did with his own screwdriver. So, uh, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's hold the boat here. How in first of all, how the hell would he even know that? Like, did it just happen to come up when Michael and Charlie were sitting down together over a cup of coffee? Right. Going over the terms of this peace treaty of theirs, and the Charlie just ran to say... They each got their lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, and then the (laughs) Charlie's like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's this nugget of information. You know, just in case it ever comes up, the only way I can be killed is if you stab me thirteen times and oh yeah, by the way, it has to be with my screwdriver. Like <laughs> what how would he know this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Shit. When <laughs> I right, heard that, I'm like, what the fuck am I getting into here? So anyway, Michael tells him again, they can stay in the night, but they have to leave in the morning, because once again, there's no repercussions for breaking this treaty, apparently. He's not worried at all that tries no, gonna come after him. Because he's now. he gives him bottles of water? Yeah. He's <laughs> I
2: think he even gives him like bedding and he's like, I'll be in my room. Good night. And like just walks off and goes to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
0: It's so weird. (laughs) God damn it. I'm joking. (laughs) So back in his room, which by the way makes Michael look like a crazy, creepy hoarder. It's like the most cluttered, messy room. Like, I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, this house, let's, I mean, the house itself is just, like, an unfinished house. Like, there's no, like, uh, covering on the light switches kind of thing. There's shit everywhere. It just looked like a junky shit house.
0: Right. So, he he pulls out and rubs a finger over a picture of a baby. Yeah. Which is weird. So at this point, my first thing, is, okay, I'm guessing Michael is Charlie's brother or something. Like, I'm guessing some. There's something or, going on. Yeah,
2: here. because again, this was 30 years. Is Char- so Charlie should be in modern day about like 40, 42, right? Cause do he we
0: Because we don't. Do we know? Do we ever get a date on when
2: that? Well, they he said was he, killed? he was about 10 years old when he got stabbed, right? And they said 30 okay. years later, 30. so he'd be. 40 40 years old, uh, and his like either super late 30s or early 40s, okay.
0: Yeah, so yeah, maybe, maybe a brother. Yeah, I just like, um, so back in the living room, Heidi, she's like, I want to get out of here, but again, Karen's like, I just want to sleep and rest for the night, whatever. And so that's what they do. So, and we we get for about
2: 30 seconds, yeah,
0: and we get a bunch of sappy dream flashbacks of Heidi and Brandon being all. Cute and cutesy wootsy together, (laughs) you know, doing all this romantic gay shit. And that's until Heidi is joked awake by the memory of her finding Brandon's dead body.
2: And there's nothing to like build this up. We never, the only time we saw them as a couple was briefly introducing themselves to other camp goers. And, and then, guess, like, like, a brief conversation on the phone.
0: And how good of a couple are they? really? Because he did not run after her. He, like, he, really, he went away from her. He went with started. the guy he just met that night. Yeah. Yeah. There may have been a problem with that relationship long before yeah. this. <laughs> Someone
2: doesn't have the, like, someone's looking at this relationship through rose-colored glasses. Leave it to the girl and be like, oh, yeah, I love
0: So you're so great. And the guy's like, I can't stand this bitch. She won't leave me alone. I just <laughs> met this dude. He <laughs> seems cool. <laughs> so. So she wakes up Kevin and tells him that they're leaving. Like we're getting out of here. I
2: know, I know. It's like they made me asleep sleep a
0: half an hour. Yeah, and Kevin's pissed. He's like, I just want to sleep. I just want to rest. But Heidi's lady balls have dropped at this point, and she takes control, ordering Kevin to leave with her because they're not going to be victims. Blah blah blah. But they're saving the house. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this guy's basically got, this guy's like Switzerland out here to try. He's right. Neutral. We're safe here. But let's go back out there where we can be easily picked off. So, they exit the house and head back into the woods, where Kevin starts shouting out and calling out Charlie. So, he's like, Charlie, get your ass out of here, motherfucker. I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) So, but as soon as Charlie shows up. And he shows up instantly. Pretty much instantly. They take off running like bitches. It's like, if you're going to call somebody out, don't turn around and run off like a bitch when you get what you're asking for. Like, that's like, and we've seen that happen before, but god damn. Uh, so they end up at an old one bar they go inside to hide, but that doesn't work out too well for them because Charlie just pops up and now Kevin decides to fight him. So during the struggle, the screwdriver falls to the ground. Heidi leaps on Charlie's back. This distraction has Kevin pick up the screwdriver, but before he can stab Charlie with it, Charlie has already tossed Heidi off and he grabs Kevin. The two of them are fighting again and this fight seems actually pretty decent for a low budget movie. But it does go on for a while too. It ends when Kevin drop kicks Charlie into some bushes. Yeah, he does like the old like Chavo Guerrero senior drop kick, <laughs> Which is like
2: you just jump straight up in the air and kick your feet out. Not like a like like a pro wrestling drop kick like you see, but like you just imagine jumping straight up, <laughs> falling backwards <laughs> and kicking
0: out. Yeah. Which was a Chavo Guerrero senior move. So Yeah, so Charlie in the bush. He throws the screwdriver at Kevin, impaling him in the chest with it, like kind of in the shoulder area. Charlie then, like, just bull rushes Kevin, slams him to the ground, but Kevin gets in one more punch. Uh, This one causes Charlie to reel back in pain and actually bleed a bit, which pisses Charlie off. But this gives Kevin time to get up. He rips the screwdriver out of his chest and taunts Charlie some more. Charlie channels his, his inner Hulk Hogan and rips off his Boy Scout shirt. Yeah, it Fucking is. Hogan. Which, by the way, the troop number on the sleeve of the shirt is 605, which is a nod to the production company that made this movie, Six Studio 605. Oh, okay. So, they rush each other. Kevin stabs Charlie, who falls to the ground. Kevin pounces on him, stabs the shit out of Charlie. Thirteen times. Or, well, ish. We, we I counted,
2: and it wasn't thirteen exactly. Um,
0: Kevin just goes just goes to town on Charlie. When Kevin stands back up, his face is covered in blood, and for good measure, he says "fuck you," throws the screwdriver right into Charlie's face, just throws it down, and impaling him like, in the eye or the forehead, right in the face. Um, Kevin goes to check on Heidi, who has been knocked unconscious this whole time for just basically being tossed off. So Charlie his
2: just basically is a one man. Or pardon me, Kevin's a one man wrecking crew
0: here. Yeah. Um. So the two of them walk off as the sun rises. Now we jump back to those college kids, those four guys sitting around the campfire that were telling a story, and three of the four are giving the fourth guy, who is the storyteller, shit for how this story ends. Uh, but the storyteller says, hey, hold on, hold on. That's not how it ends. There's more. So he goes on the very next day, and we go back to the now flashback. Back, back okay. to the flashback.
2: All right, so try it. It's a tough one, guys, so yeah. keep up
0: with this here. So we rejoin Heidi as she's lying in her bed crying over Brandon. Then she suddenly flips out and just gets fucking enraged. Like she's crying and just hell, the thousand furies are just, and just, she's going nuts. She's a ball of emotions, this one. She slams this framed picture of herself and Brandon to the floor, smashing it and storms out of the room. You know be funny? If they showed
2: that scene where he runs off with that fucking guy instead of her. <laughs> she gets mad and
0: smashes it down. That, would like, that make son sense. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: no, that it would wasn't that, that would make
0: sense. So, so I'm thinking some serious shit is about to go down. But nope, we cut to her in the shower, and all this weird black shit's, like falling off of her, which is oh, really dirt. weird. It's like it's supposed to be dirt. I guess, but it looks like it's like hair dye because it's not like. It's like this,
2: dirt and grime. It looks like a wheel or something. It's, it made her really dirty. Yeah.
0: So, next we see her just sitting in the shower crying. And so, I'm like, what happened to Angry Heidi? She yeah. wakes up. She's crying over pictures. She's enraged. She slams stuff. Now, she's crying in the shower again. What is going on here? <laughs> this is a wide range of emotions. way too fast. That bitch is bipolar. Um, so, she goes from crying to so damn angry. Smashed, whatever. Uh. She's all over the place. So now we start getting shots of Kevin in his bathroom, splicing in with her crying in, her sh- in the shower. And he's just standing in front of the mirror with his wound bandaged up, looking at himself. Uh, how get- he's got his shit together. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, Heidi gets out of the shower, wipes the mirror off, and has visions of Charlie standing behind her, that, that old jump scare. Now we cut to Charlie carrying the dead body of, I think, Sally at this point, into the barn where we see Brandon's dead body propped up against the wall. So uh, Charlie's alive. Charlie's alive. So Charlie's alive, and he's he's cleaning up. There's no wounds on him. He looks fine and
2: dandy. He's <laughs> cleaning up his mess. Yes. He's p- stacking his bodies and, taking, you know,
0: tending to the ground. Yep, he drops size body in the, in the hay and then climbs up to the hayloft. And like I said, for someone who has been stabbed 13 times and had his face in with a fucking screwdriver... He looks and moves surprisingly well. He looks pretty darn good. There is zero blood on him or his clothes. No signs of trauma. His clothes are fine. No holes. No limping. No uh, guarding any area. Nope. Just eh. he's fine. Uh, he takes off his mask and the Boy Scout shirt, and then breaks the shit out of this mirror.
2: Yeah, well, was, the shot was set up in a way where he's sitting down on this bale of hay, and there's a mirror next to him, and the mirror is just broken right where the mat, me- like right where he takes off the mask. So you, you're like, oh, we're about to see his face. <laughs> right. But no. The mirror is broken enough that you can't make his face out, and, they, and he gets enraged and he, and he breaks the it mirror. So we yeah. don't get to see what Charlie You looks never like. see his face.
0: Um, now we cut to Echoes Grove State Institution for the Mentally Ill, and inside we get shots of just random crazy people being crazy. Uh, there's there's two <laughs> two orderlies working the floor. One answers the phone and tells the other one that hey Haley Martin has a visitor. Now Haley Martin turns out to be Charlie's mother, who I have to say. Hasn't aged a day in 30 years. She looks fucking
2: fantastic.
0: They need to study her and find out what her secret is to anti-aging. Because she's no spring chicken in the beginning when she kills.
2: She's in her 50s. But she's she's not 85. They didn't even gray her hair or anything. They got real lazy
0: on this. They (laughs) sure did. God (laughs) damn. No wrinkles, no makeup, no gray hair, just nothing. No, she's completely the same. Uh, so she's led to the visiting room where Michael is sitting at the table waiting for her. Now Michael tells her there was a problem that she got away.
2: Remember, Michael is fat, everlasting Dusty Rose.
0: Yeah. Uh, Haley asks if she was the only one. Michael says no, there was some black guy with her. She slams her fist on the table and tells Michael to get her back. And that's it. We cut. Now we cut to Kevin walking so, down some sidewalks of a down downtown small town or so,
2: something like that. Uh, huh? <laughs> So, Fat Everlast Dusty Rhodes goes visits the k- mom killer of Charlie.
0: Which, by the way, why would they have two different last names? Like Haley Martin, wouldn't she just Haley Varson? instead of, like, why? Maybe it's a stepchild. I don't I didn't know. know. Like, it, I don't. I didn't realize. I, I had mean, two even Friday the 13th it's Mrs. Pamela Voorhees and yeah. Jason Voorhees. Why not just keep I them the know, same last name? I didn't know that. Yeah, they call Haley Martin and. Charlie Varson like it's weird. Huh. But yeah, so there's a connection in and, and now she get
2: her back. Gets, what? We I don't understand how what, what's happening. So there's there's this mystery in the air about how Charlie wants the how did she get involved? Yeah. Like that's that's where I'm like well, how is she like commute there's no fuck. <laughs> this doesn't make any
0: sense. Yeah, that's exactly what I to say. It, is, it makes zero sense. Nothing nothing makes sense you. So Kevin enters his bookstore and asks the clerk for some book, but I can't make out what he said because the audio gets bad. And the the clerk, the salesman says, "All we got here are comic books and games." And first of all, if I know you can't see, if you haven't watched what you know what I'm talking about. Holy shit! Are you, this is supposed to be a fucking comic book store. It's a used bookstore. It's, yeah, there's not a, there's like one comic book. It's behind the counter. Clearly, that's it. A used.
2: Bookstore. Yeah, there's
0: not not a comic book, not a game in sight. It's just old, old hardback books Old books yeah. everywhere. I mean, if you're give me, come on. If you're going to try to pass a place off as a comic book and game shop, just put some fucking comics and games up in the fucking shop. Either that or just don't show the shop. Call it a
2: used bookstore. Yeah, Fuck.
0: Just say we're a used bookstore. We don't have that book. You're like why say we're a comic book and a game when you clearly see it's not a comic book shop. Kevin leaves, but as soon as he does, <laughs> he exits and turns right back around, goes right back in, asks the clerk if he has any books in Charlie Varson. Which, again, I find fucking out since the clerk just told him that all they have are comics and games, but yet he goes back like, oh, do you have this book even though you don't have books? Like, why would you Obviously have this? Obviously, they have
2: fucking books.
0: Yeah, it's like... Ugh. Anyway, so the clerk takes Kevin downstairs into the basement, which that alone is kind of creepy. Like yeah, come, um, come come with, with me, me. <laughs> into this dark basement, um, where he basically leads him to this, this hidden side room of this underground bookstore. It's, it's like a speakeasy. Yeah, one. it's like <laughs> this bookstore is sort of like the back cave or something. <laughs> he like removes a part of the
2: wall. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's several newspaper articles that are hung up, and the clerk gets super excited when he learns that Charlie stabbed Kevin, but then Kevin, but. Tells Kevin that Charlie's mother is in a mental house like 10 miles away. So he's all about it. Um Kevin so, leaves yeah, again.
2: This guy is super psyched that, well, you saw Charlie. You touched him. He's real. He physically manifested. So this are char- really spitting this as Charlie is a supernatural being.
0: And like a, like a, a, just like a local urban legend yeah. type thing. Uh, so Kevin leaves again. And the clerk then calls this guy on the phone named Lawrence and tells him to get everyone together because we're going hunting tonight. So basically, this clerk is like one of those like Bigfoot hunter type guys. Like or we're a, going out hunting.
2: Or a ghost hunter. Yeah, he's
0: he's basically something like that. Yeah.
2: Ghostbuster. Uh, so we cut to a lo- <laughs> sorry
0: the local sheriff station where we meet the sheriff, the deputy, and the dispatcher, and they're talking about the missing cop who the one whose eyes just exploded for no reason. <laughs> um, and the deputy decides to head out to the campground to look for Officer Brown, which we learn is that guy's name. Dude, I want to work in that police station. <laughs> Everyone's like
2: sassy. Like there's the sassy woman cop who's yeah. kind of like spitting jokes and kind of like rolling her eyes and giving everyone the finger. There's the chief who's just drinking whiskey. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, this looks like a cool cop place to work. Okay, small yeah.
0: town cop, man. So now we go back to Heidi who finds some kind of hidden picture. Yeah.
2: she. So the picture that she smashed, the picture of her and Brandon originally, and then she got back in the shower, which we just talked about. She's cleaning up the mess. And she finds a photo behind the picture of her and Brandon. Right. So she's like, what's this? And she pulls it out.
0: And But Kevin shows up, and they talk. We don't get to see exactly. Yeah. She just
2: goes, what's this? Whoa. Whoa she and seems see. like kind of stunned by it. But then she like stuffs it in her pocket. Yeah.
0: And basically here we learn that Heidi grew up in the foster care system with no real family. Uh, Kevin rambles on about how none of what happened last night makes any sense. And talks Heidi into coming with him to meet Charlie's mother. And Kevin's acting in this scene is pure doo-doo. It's just, again, oh. very, very
2: bad. Everything is so stiff and
0: weird and just bad. Uh, so Kevin and Heidi, now they go to the asylum, right? And the front desk receptionist tells them that they can't go in. And Kevin gets way too pissed off at this girl who's just <laughs> simply doing her so, job. For the guy who couldn't get any emotion before yeah. all of a sudden gets way too much. Like, this is what you're breaking for. Like, not being chased in the woods by a serial killer, not watching your friend's die, but a uh, 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 front desk. I say, nope, sorry. You can't go back are, and see the crazy people. Are you family?
2: <laughs> no. Are you a physician? No. Well, you can't see her. <laughs> 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 he's, oh, God. He's pounding on the desk. And this, this clerk. Just doesn't doesn't flinch, doesn't react. She's like she fucking. This is the reaction she deals with every yeah, day. Like, yeah, like she doesn't care, and she's just dude. Her typing, yeah, quote unquote typing is her just wiggling her fingers, like <laughs> like just rattling on the
0: board. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's so bad. So, but then Heidi and Kevin they end up late leave. But before they drive off, Kevin has one more idea on how to get in. So he decides that they're going to bribe one of the orderlies that's outbacks that they see out back smoking. Now, I never knew that Mental Slimes had playgrounds for inmates to play on, which this one does, because seriously the two of them are sitting on a bench and behind them are swing sets, slides, and jungle gyms. I this is like and this is like the, the third building by the way that's been used to represent this asylum. <laughs> we've seen three different ones. I mean and it's obviously just like an old grade school. I mean, it's so, like, really, you can't use the same building. That's have some consistency. Unless
2: it was a pediatric psych. Unless they had a pediatric psych there, which is possible. But
0: again, even if it was a mental institute, you know, there's no fence around the place. Oh, yeah, there's, there's that. Like, Hold hey, on. They yeah. just walk free. <laughs> we'll talk about the mental institution later when we yeah. get to it. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, so the orderly tells Karen that once a month, the inmates are taken to some local church for a night of some sort of, like, rehabilitation bullshit. And it just so happens that tonight's the night that they're going to be going. Sweet. And the orderly will leave the side door open for them. But from there, they're on their own. Uh, so now, cut to the campground now, back there at night. And this troop of obnoxious Boy Scouts are having a camp out. The troop leader uh, turns out to be the brother of the, missing, of the dead cop. And is on the phone wanting to know where his brother is and what happened. While he's on the phone, we see in the background these three shithead Boy Scouts just picking on the oh fourth my one. God. They're pelting this poor kid with like all sorts of like, like acorns and pebbles and anything they get their hands on. They're just throwing at this kid who's curled up like in the fetal position. position. And the troop leader gets off the phone, turns his attention to the others, and is like, "Hey, hey, what's going on here?" So the Hitler Youth Scout guys, <laughs> it's just blonde-eyed, blue-eyed kid, just so Hitler Youth. The leader of all this is, he says the kid fell down and started crying, so I guess that means that became open season on this poor kid just to start f- picking on. Him. Fucking little weasels. So, <laughs> so instead of like instead of helping this poor kid, the scout leader basically calls him a little bitch.
2: <laughs> is that true, Tommy? Quit being Be a little bitch.
0: bitch. <laughs> now we hear a wet thud slash thumping sound. The scout the scout leader falls. Falls down dead as Charlie pulls the screwdriver out of his back. So here's Charlie. Here's Charlie. Now Charlie goes on a Boy Scout killing spree here. <laughs> I love it. He grabs one kid, drowns him in a puddle of mud. Just suff- Just yeah, brutally drowns this kid. He, he he puts his face
2: in the mud, lifts it back up so everyone can see him going. Ah! <laughs> that- and shoves it back down in there. <laughs> yep.
0: And then we see the kid that was getting picked on. He's just standing there, frozen, frozen. up against the tree, like like a complete statue. Charlie looks right at this kid, like they lock eyes, but leaves him be, and he moves on to look for the Hitler Youth kid who is hiding. And the Hitler Youth, who's hiding behind the tent, um, after Charlie kind of moves on, he rushes up to the quote unquote loser kid, said, "Hey, is is, is he gone? Where's he gone?" Loser kid doesn't say a word. He's just still just frozen. There. So Hitler Youth rushes over to the fire to grab a hatchet, then he comes back to the tree. But that's when Charlie pops up and kills the Hitler Youth by smashing his head up against a tree. Just brutally just smashes this kid's head <laughs> up damn. against a tree.
2: This is three children we've killed so far. Yeah. Uh,
0: so now Charlie stands in front of the Loser Kid. Who They just stare at each other. The Loser Kid isn't saying a word. Not uh And then Charlie just points off somewhere in the distance behind him, basically saying, go, go that way. Get the hell out of here. So the loser kid slowly walks off the way Charlie pointed. And then Charlie just walks off into the darkness, leaves the kid be. Sure. So as the loser kid walks away, he runs into Michael now. And Michael says, well, aren't you a sight for sore eyes and lights a cigarette. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I mean, what does that mean? Is Michael going to fuck this kid? what? Like, why would you say, boy, you're a shot for sore eyes in these woods. Boy, a shot for sore eyes. And then lights a cigarette like, oh, shit, let me help you out. What are you doing out here? You're a shot for I think he's going to fuck this kid. I'm the son of a plumber.
2: <laughs> it will
0: come on, travel down
2: these dusty roads back to my house. <laughs>
0: Damn. So anyway, now we cut back to like the deputy uh, we saw earlier driving his car who, by the way, if you watch in the back, is just driving in circles in an empty parking lot. Uh, and he tells his dispatch that he's going to go back to the campground for one last look for the, the, the murdered uh, deputy, Officer Brown. So we get a real short shot of Charlie taking the Boy Scout uniform shirt off of the dead troop leader and putting it on, which is really fucking weird, considering in fact you've already seen him wearing that shirt in the opening scene. Yeah,
2: so there's some really weird questions here, because when he killed the campers in the beginning, in a black shirt, then he had a uniform on, we don't know where he got the uniform. Yeah. So now it's almost showing this is where he got the uniform.
0: But, but he's already ha- killed yeah. those people. It's like they messed up. Like he, this. This should have I, been the first scene. Yeah, yeah. They totally fucked yeah. up this chronologically like, in, like, this I, this, and this timeline. In
2: the story of him getting his camping outfit or yeah. camp counselors' outfit or pardon me, Boy Scout.
0: Yeah, they totally fucked it up. They it, really fucked it, it up. It's a huge mistake. Like it's not a small thing. Like it's obvious. Like it's. Whoa! Wait a minute. We've already seen that. So now he's got two. Now, yeah, guess, now he's got. I guess, two. I guess he's got two outfits now. <laughs> That uh, poor camp. He needed a new one because he ripped the bu- he ripped the buttons off the old one when he ripped his shirt off. Yeah, so he needed a the, new the one. The poor Boy Scout troop just keeps getting killed and you would killed. You think and- they stop going to that campground, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, guys, we're going back. We're going back to camp, camp, whatever, whatever
0: the fuck it is. <laughs> Aww, <laughs>
2: <laughs> only only half of us made it back last time. Make sure your parents
0: have signed off on that life insurance before yeah, we leave. No shit. <laughs> uh, we cut now. We cut to the church. Doctors and inmates enter and they sit in this circle for a group therapy session, which again is fucking weird. Which why the hell would they risk bringing these inmates outside of the asylum for a group therapy session when it's clearly something they can be have, can't have, and should be having in the controlled and locked confines of the asylum?
2: Never happened. It, ne- ne- it, ne- it, happen. it would never happen. Never happened. Again, I worked in a mental institution for three years. Yeah. Never fucking gonna happen. Yeah, you don't
0: take them outside. And, and there's a reason like, you have secured lock in. Yes. God like, damn it. When they first described it, like, oh, they're going like the like first. Like, I thought they're going like some kind of like cherry work. They're gonna go like a uh, uh, community service or work. Like kind of like what you see like when prisons, like prisoners, are on good behavior yeah. to clean up the roadside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just to go have a group therapy session in the church, which should be done in the asylum in the first place. It
2: doesn't have. So, doesn't make any sense.
0: Like uh it. I hate this so much because they're fucking crazy people. (laughs) So, and, and first of all, and seeing the inmates that are involved in this group really fortifies my point on how fucking retarded this is and just how much of a bad idea this is. Top shelf crazy. I mean, one guy seems incredibly violent, another one's curled up in a ball laughing hysterically, and one of the inmates looks like the long-lost fourth member of ZZ Top. (laughs) Uh, Kids, ask your parents who ZZ Top is. so, Another odd thing I noticed in the scenes that all the inmates/slash patients are wearing hospital gowns and robes or scrubs, except for Charlie's mom. For some reason, gets to wear black pants and a black T-shirt.
2: Yeah, she's not wearing anything anyone else is wearing. No, everyone's wearing her, like scrub pants and like
0: like and, I know and, you and, try- make hospital gowns. I get the idea of you trying to make her stand out because she's like the important character. But we've already seen her twice now. We know what she looks like. There's she would not be allowed to wear like. No, like such a radically different outfit. She'd be wearing the scrubs, gowns of the rest of the hospital crew, like everybody else.
2: Exactly. Everyone either is going to be wearing their own thing, or they're all wearing the a, same like thing—a a, a gown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she rambles on about how she just knows that no matter what stands in her way, all, things will always come together and work out, and blah 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 blah. We cut to the outside of the church, and we see Kevin and Heidi walking around the church, and uh, you know, getting ready to go inside. And inside, Charlie mom's mother gets up to go use the bathroom. She's like, I'm just going. Like, Not really. She is escort, but there's really like no real security in this thing. It's like, you can pretty much go yeah, wherever the fuck the, you want.
2: The escort is a fucking knucklehead in a lab coat yeah. who walks with there and he goes, don't. Don't fuck this up. Don't pull any funny stuff. Yeah. And she goes in the bathroom and he
0: goes in the he bathroom. Goes, yeah. So then she's completely unsupervised. Uh, and th- she can go and turn around and leave. I mean, she Yeah. Even, nobody's watching Just, her. God damn it. And she's. And she, especially since she's in there for murdering her son. Not like a light. Like, oh, I have depression or I'm bipolar or. No, she's a murderer who you're leaving unsupervised. <laughs> so. Yeah, actually, uh, as she goes into the bathroom, Heidi and Kevin, they enter the side door and follow Mrs. The, Charlie's mom into the bathroom.
2: But it's, it, it, this is how fucked up it is. They, they Charlie's mother goes in the bathroom, the orderly goes into the men's bathroom. Right. They're both in there. Then we see Kevin and Heidi enter. They have no fucking idea where Charlie's mom is. That's true. They don't know where she is, and they go right to the women's bathroom, and they open the door, and there she is. That's right. They have no idea where she could be because they just entered. They haven't seen her. They don't know where she's at. That's a great point. They go right to the fucking
0: place. How the fuck do they know she's in the bathroom? Pull my goddamn hair out. (laughs) Fuck. So they confront her, and they want to know what she did to Charlie's body. It's so stupid. Stupid. It's so bad. This whole scene is ridiculous. Everybody just sucks. This whole scene sucks. Now, what the,
2: Charlie's mom is a fucking shit actress, too. Yeah, she, she's all not great. Awful. Uh,
0: she's awful. She's trying. I mean, she tries. I'll give her that. She really does yeah, try. Yeah, she tries. but uh, She she laughs at them, refusing to tell them anything. But she does uh, say that they are part they, That they are part of this now. And it's all because of her, and she points to Heidi. Heidi. Uh, she calls them both by name, which is really strange because like they've never met before. Well,
2: maybe Dusty Rhodes, Fat Everlast told them their names. Because remember, he visited them? Uh, yeah, but said... they, in
0: that, he doesn't say their names in that scene. And he I might don't, have told them, though. And I don't recall if they gave him, if Kevin and Heidi gave Michael their names when they met the first time. He did. They did. Did They did? Yeah. It? Okay. So, all right, maybe that's it, yeah. but still.
2: How do, she's never seen him.
0: Yeah. It's just a black guy and a girl. Like, it, like, there's no. She should not know what their names are.
2: It's kind of racist,
0: just assuming.
2: There's <laughs> <laughs> a black kid here. That must be.
0: Like, <laughs> maybe he's the only black guy in town. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, before she leaves, she tells her that she needs to go back to Rising Sun, and that's not safe here. What I, we don't know what the fuck Rising Sun is, and it's not safe here. I mean, I guess the church, which I I don't know. Is it, it, Rising
2: Sun, the campground.
0: Maybe I think it's the I, campground. I,
2: I guess it could be okay.
0: All right, well, we figured that out. Well, if we're gonna say it is, then we'll say it is
2: sweet Camp Rising Ground. Kids yeah. don't take troop 605 there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kevin and Heidi leave the bathroom and rush out of the church. And Charlie's mom is taken back to the group as she re enters. The this other girl in the group with black hair, she's much younger, she's like maybe 18, somewhere between 18 and 21. She's a younger girl. Um, And this whole time, she's been pretty comatose or kind of very rocking back and forth. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, she leaps off her chair, rushes the doctor, grabs his pen, stabs him with it. Charlie's mom sees this, trips the orderly that was escorting her, which, by the way, is the most pathetic trip attempt I've ever fucking seen. Really bad. (laughs) It's so awful, and the fact that this guy actually trips over it makes it that much worse because she basically just kind of somewhat puts her foot out and he like face plants like it. Even if you did trip over that, it's not that much of a trip that you wouldn't be able to, catch yourself. Dude, it's It's, like his feet were so taken up from... Boom! Yeah. I mean, he falls like a... Like, he just got hit with a Van Damme leg sweep. Not, like, a little... Like, I just stubbed my toe on a corner or something. Van (laughs) Damme
2: leg sweep is a perfect description.
0: (laughs) So, she she stomps on the orderly's head. Yeah! She just starts, like, curb stomping this guy. But still, it takes...
2: I mean, she's got, like fucking keds on you know? <laughs> like basically the thinnest shoe you could ever imagine she doesn't have fucking wolverine boots on yeah you know <laughs> i mean she's gonna she might hurt him he might be like oh god that hurts but she kills him yeah come on she's like she should be 80 but she's yeah 50 I mean, years. I mean, she's, like a, so chubby, like, she's like a chubby she's like a chubby 50 year old woman
0: <laughs> so uh yeah, so she's curbs on this guy while the other the girl the other girl grabs, uh, stabs actually the shit out of this other and doctor. This makes orderly.
2: All the other inmates go or psych Everybody's patients go crazy. bonkers. Just yeah. start running around grabbing any orderly they yeah, can. Yeah, blood is
0: spraying everywhere. Uh over the, the inmates are getting covered in blood. Uh we qu- quick cut to the last orderly who's just having to be out in the hallway talking on a cell phone. With his back turned to back everything. Back turned, Yeah. Which okay, we're gonna come back to that for a second. But Charlie's mom sneaks past him with his back and goes out the door. Back in the main room, the other girl has killed somebody else now, while another guy just sits there clapping, covered in blood. Zz Top now decides to shove her off of whoever it is that she's stabbing, grabs the gay inmate who wants to fuck the doctor. Um, that was just, but he was just, but they got into a fight earlier. They were like arguing over like right before this all happened, but now they're all buddy buddy. It's it's really weird. They grab each other they, and they rush off uh, and follow out, follow Charlie's mom out through the door. I wish they just started kissing. That would have been hilarious. That would
2: have been pretty awesome.
0: Um, the organ <laughs> on the phone now spots, you know, spots them and gives chase. Running past Charlie's mom, who is out hiding like in an alcove outside, uh, she gets the scene. He chases after the 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 easy top and the gay guy. Uh, seeing that she's all in the clear, uh, she just walks off down the street saying, "I'm coming home." Dude, this
2: scene. It's supposed to be this epic shot where she's... And she's walking in
0: the middle
2: of the middle f- of the road. fucking
0: street. Right down the the, the dotted the, lines. The, the, right sp- in the middle the of the line. street.
2: She stops, looks left. I mean, she's supposed to look left, look right, and say, I'm coming home. But she's, like, clumsily looking to the left or, like, confused. She's not sure of her line. <laughs> I'm coming home? <laughs> it's like,
0: it's so bad. God damn it. So, um...
2: And it's supposed to be this epic shot, and it just falls flat.
0: Uh, But I gotta say, before we uh, before we move on, the I have to mention, like, okay, there's this orderly on the phone in the hallway. But are you telling me you don't hear all this this commotion, like eight people getting brutally slaughtered, crazy people screaming, laughing, clapping, all this scream going. You don't hear anything. You're too busy on the it's phone. It's in the next room. It's like, yeah, right it's next the, to you. Right next door. Open, doors are open. It's a big church so There's going fucking echo by the way. Like it's bullshit. Yeah. Like I hate it. It makes I hate that shit so much. So, we cut back to the deputy now who's sitting in his car with his radar gun. With- you know, he's looking out for speeders. <laughs> his his radar first, uh, gun. His radar gun looks like more like a price tag laser that someone at Target would be using. It's a fucking scanner. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So tiny and dinky,
2: it's a fucking target scanner. <laughs>
0: he's, he's like, "Hey, look, I'm <laughs> going so fast. Ah, it's like,
2: that cost two dollars and ninety five cents. <laughs> Shit."
0: So, but keep in mind, second, when we last saw him, he was calling dispatch and telling that he was going out to the campground. What the hell happened to that little plot point? Yeah, like what? He changes mind and yeah. starts like, "Now I'm just gonna sit in this parking lot now." <laughs> So eventually he starts to drive off, and again, like I said, we see he's just seen the goddamn parking lot, and I don't think you're gonna catch a lot of speeders in a parking lot, dude. They, they couldn't even put him on the side of a road; they just put him in a parking lot. And but this time, as he's driving away, we see other cars in the background, just random people standing there talking to each other <laughs> underneath like the 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 uh, this giant street, light. yeah. street lights in the parking lot. <laughs> so after. Uh, so, after the parking lot, uh, he's, he suddenly pulls up behind a car on the side of the road. So, now he's gone from parking lot to actual road, which, again, I think is a really shitty transition because it does, it looks bad. Um, and this car just happens to be Kevin and Heidi he's, pull, he's pulled over. Sure. The deputy starts talking to him, but he gets interrupted by dispatch saying that there's an alert uh, out for a woman in her late 60s uh, wearing black scrubs. Uh, the deputy leaves Kevin high, he, and Heidi, uh, and he drives off. So Charlie's not supposed to be in his 60s, which means she would have been in her 30s when he murdered. And again, no, yeah, no she was yeah. in her 60s when she murdered. She's a
2: rough fucking 30s. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so Kevin thinks that Charlie's mom is going to come after them. So Haya says, hey, let's just go back to my house. And they drive off. So where the fuck are they going in the first place they got pulled? Like, what is happening here? Were they just on their way back from the church, and this happened to get randomly pulled over for no reason whatsoever, Then maybe he was black. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> driving he, while black. But I don't think he was yeah. even driving. I think it was Heidi who was driving. <laughs> There's a black guy. Get <laughs> him. Get him.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> that seems to be the theme. <laughs> right now, also in this country. Man, know. it's who like,
0: knows? Black guy, get him. So back in Heidi's room, Kevin finds that mystery hidden picture that Heidi found earlier. Turns out it was a picture of them from last night at the campgrounds. And Heidi claims she has no idea where it came from. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we have a big whoa here. Back it up. The
2: picture that she found in the frame behind the picture of her and Brandon that she smashed happens to be a photo of her and Kevin running around at Camp Sunrise or whatever. I don't
0: know if it's her and Kevin or just like the whole group. It's just of them. But it's of them the night before. The night before, yeah.
2: And someone had the wherewithal to take a picture of them, get it developed into an actual photo. Right. The same size. (laughs) Exact same size. Exact same size of said, you know, framed photo. Go inside, place it behind (laughs) the photo of her and Brandon, and put it back in the same spot.
0: I know. Just hoping
2: that maybe one day.
0: I was still going to come on that later, but yeah, I was like... Why... First of all, if you freak Why would you put it behind the picture? Like, admit, It, it, na- was, it would never.
2: would be... may never ever be found. It may,
0: yeah, exactly. It'd never and been seen.
2: It's what, like... What's well, the I, point I sent, of this? I sent her a message.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. So...
2: I think it just spoiled something there, but never it mind. It
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. It uh, doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Uh, anyway, so now we cut to the two of them getting out of their car at the campground. So what the fuck just happened? Like, these... these This is a horrible, horrible transition because one second we're in Hyde's bedroom. Actually, one second they're pulled over on the side of the road. Then they're in Hyde's bedroom, and the next they're back at the campsite. What the hell, man? What's going on? And you know, at this point, I'm wondering, why in the hell are they even going back to the campground? I mean, I get they want to kill Charlie for killing their friends, but at some point, one would have to stop and think about this. You stabbed him fucking se- you, you, 13 times. You have a seemingly unstoppable and vulnerable killer that you know wants to kill you, so why go back to him to make it easier on you? Get the fuck out of Dodge! Yeah, on top of that, the killer also seems to stick to a very limited area of these campgrounds, so why not just avoid the campgrounds?
2: He also seems to be impervious to being stabbed 13 plus times and receiving a screwdriver in the face. Yeah. And he's still around. So, yeah, he sticks around. There. Just fuck up. You know, just chalk up your losses.
0: Hey, our friend's died. That sucks. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm saying, if you, I'm saying if you really want to take being safe to the next level, just fucking leave town. I mean, hell, Heidi has already said that she doesn't have any family here and that her boyfriend's now dead. So she really has zero reason to stay. And besides, this would be the perfect time to start over and get a fresh start someplace less murdery. <laughs> <laughs> someplace less murdery. I mean, god damn! So anyway, now the deputy arrives at the camp and finds Kevin's car. Jump back to the bookstore clerk and his pals, hiking through the dark woods with flashlights. And, so it's
2: his ghost hunting
0: buddies. Yeah, his, his b- catching big... whatever. Uh, th- and his group consists of Two other guys, so there's three guys and two blonde girls. One girl's kind of cute, the other's kind of chubby and bitchy. Uh, Now, right off the bat, they get into arguing about who and how many people have all died out in these woods. And I love the fact that this group, who's only out here to hunt Charlie, has absolutely zero gear, equipment, or weapons of any kind with them.
2: Nothing! They have, like, two of them have flashlights. There's two flashlights in a
0: group of five. Five. And, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go hunt down the, a legendary killer like, I don't know, like Charlie or Jason Voorhees. I'm pretty sure I'd bring guns or something to hurt them or to protect myself with. I mean, but they have nothing. I mean, what are they planning on doing if they find Charlie? They're just going to shake his hand and say, hey, you want to post some selfies with me so we can put it on our Instagram page? Like, I love hey, that mask, dude. Love that, that mask, dude. That mask. Baller, <laughs> hey!
2: I can touch you. Wow!
0: So basically, it doesn't take long for Charlie to for them to run into Charlie. Yeah, guess what happens? Yeah, Charlie. Dude, Charlie, can... Charlie
2: doesn't fucking nap. He does, Charlie he never sleeps, dude. He do... But I'm I'm just saying, when someone steps on his ground, he's on him. He is on him. He is on them fast because as soon as people are in Camp Sunrise or whatever, Rising Sun, Rising Sun. He is fucking stabby.
0: He's in a stabby <laughs> mood.
2: He is not happy.
0: <laughs> a stabby mood. Uh, so Charlie immediately kills the store clerk by stabbing him through the bottom of his ju- the bottom of the job of the screwdriver, which was uh, one of the better looking kills. Yeah. Um, but again, he just uses a screwdriver. I know, but I'm saying if you're going to yeah, stab yeah, somebody, yeah. it's one at least a more a interesting one. way to yeah. stab somebody. Um. So jumped. Now we go back to Kevin and Heidi walking through the woods again. Neither one of them has anything to protect themselves with either. What is wrong with these people? Like, they know they're going after a killer, and, but they bring nothing to defeat him with or defend themselves and with. He's fucking huge. He is ripped. He's a big, muscular big monster. So, uh, and also keep in mind that Kevin is still nursing his uh, injuries from his first tussle with Charlie, which he lost and got stabbed, uh, which, again, was last night right how, how would he even be at the hospital by now he would he, get or, that guy some antibiotics Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck he might have a fever i'm pretty sure he'd still be in the hospital and being questioned by look oh who stabbed you what's going on like he wouldn't just be out and about the next night
2: where are your dead friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so the girls from the other group are screaming and they hide behind a tree Uh, the other group comes running out from the trees. So now Heidi and Kevin have met up with this group. Um, and it's so dark. It is really dark. The lighting
2: is so bad. It's so dark. It's so dark. Sometimes you can't see Kevin. Like (laughs) I'm not joking. I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm serious. It's so dark. You can only see like eyes and teeth like in his shirt which is a dark red shirt and you can barely see that it's so
0: dark so they're all talking about um what you know trying to figure out their next plan of action and this whole time they keep mentioning that all they all they want to do is survive like all we can do is survive that's all we can do we can't fight back we can just survive then leave exactly like really that's all you want to fucking do then leave the fucking campground or maybe you should have come out here in the first place if all you want to do is survive. Don't go towards the killer. <laughs> go <to> the opposite group. <laughs> um so eventually they all head back to the tree lion in one big group as the deputy wanders around by himself. And now a Charlie appears in front of the deputy who shoots Charlie, but this doesn't have any effect on him whatsoever. Dude, uh, This is hilarious. So
2: <laughs> out comes
0: Charlie, <sighs> Hulking, scary Charlie. Right. Freeze
2: motherfucker. Stop! Stop where you're going! He's... Also, mind you, the police officer has the tiniest flashlight I've ever seen in <laughs> my life. You know, usually they carry a mag light. It's the tiniest fucking flashlight. It fits in the palm of his hand. Yeah. He's using the flashlight. He's like, stop! Stop where you are! I'm going to shoot! He's warning him, warning Okay, right. good, good, good. Stop! Shoots him. Boom! Hits dead space right in the chest. Charlie takes a knee, then starts to stand back up. And to which the police officer goes... Oh shit! <laughs> it just runs away. Yeah. He's what? What kind of cop are you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you shot him once. He's a jo- He's a big muscular guy. You, if someone's cracked out or on juice, who knows? I mean, yeah, you could probably hit him once with a slug, and he could still come. But hit doesn't. He, he scared him so bad, he took off running.
0: Yeah, he does. So. There's this quick scene of Michael leading that Loser Boy Scout. Oh my god, the hiccups, this is gonna be awful.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, this is the first time this has
0: happened. Yeah. This is gonna be real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh <sighs> the listener's just gonna be annoying. There we for you. go. Yeah, <laughs> so Michael's leading the loser boy scout into his house now. The group that heard the actually hears the gunshot from the deputy. And again they argue over what to do. There's so much arguing. About, what are we gonna do? What we're we gonna I know. do.
2: No, it's so annoying. It's like they just keep bitching at each other. God damn it. So In the dark, in the darkest in the dark. of dark. <laughs> it's God. so dark, you can't see anything.
0: Uh, I apologize for your zigups. We go back inside Michael's house, and there's Charlie's mother sitting on the couch, and she asks the boy his name, and he says yeah. it's Hank. The boy's name boy's name's Hank. Mike puts Hank in a a room, like, upstairs, and basically locks him in this room almost. says, hey, hang out in here. Goes back to the mother. Mother yells at Mike for bringing Hank here and tells him, from now on, no more slip-ups. And now we see the female deputy, who I originally thought was just the dispatcher, but she's an actual cop, a deputy. She's knocking on Mike's door. And she's asking, like, hey, have you seen this person in the picture? It's the mother. You know, have you seen the mom? Mm-hmm. And at first, he denies knowing her. But, but then he invites her. Oh, you know yeah, what? Maybe this I'm- is
2: so weird.
0: Yeah, it's really. Why would
2: she be out in the middle of fucking nowhere? Exactly. In the middle of nowhere, asking, knocking on this random house. Random, middle of nowhere
0: house. I get your cams in neighborhood, but once you start, like, I don't know, maybe around the Around church.
2: where she escapes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, why would you go all the way out to this campground, which we really don't know how far away it is from the town or not. Well, it's obviously the woods, so it is, you know, kind of out further away. Further away. Further away. That's a great point. Like, it, it's nonsensical.
2: She knocks on the door. He goes, oh, I know who that is. Oh, wait, no. You know what? No. There's a reason she goes out there. Is I'm there? wrong. Oh. I'm wrong. There's a reason she goes out there. She goes out there. Do you know this? No, I don't know who that is. Okay, that's funny because you went and visited her in the mental institution. Oh yeah, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I do. Come on in." That's come. right. To which she's like, "Come." He's just like, "No, I don't want you here. I'm going to close the door." As soon as she he like she confronts her, confronts him about it, he's like, oh, come, yeah. come, on yeah, have, "Come, on in, come on in." And now she's like, "Nope, I'm not going to come in." Exactly. And he goes, "Please, no, really, no, it's okay." It's,
0: oh, I love and she's it so like, much. "Okay, I know what the hell." No, hey, hey, she's, she's doing the right thing. Nope, I'm going. to Come back later with back... First right. of should have back away because cops always go together in pairs now just because of situations like this. So, but he's like, no, I insist you come in and for some reason, Debbie loses her goddamn mind right. and just enters the she building. She goes from being a smart cop to a dumb cop. Like, Yeah. That. Like, how did this power shift so suddenly from cop to hillbilly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll come on in. You got some iced tea? Yeah. <laughs> So, Mike leads her back to the living room where Mom is sitting on the couch. The deputy pulls her gun, orders her to put her hands up uh, not to move. But Mike, very easily and
2: casually... <laughs> so, so casually. Just... Like, <laughs> like he's flipping a light switch, you know? Just hits
0: the deputy over there with a lamp.
2: He just reaches, turns over, grabs the lamp. <laughs> like he's done this a thousand yeah.
0: times. But um, as soon as her body hits the floor, Hank comes into the room. The mother says to him, "I really wish you hadn't seen this." She pulls out a gun and shoots shoot him <laughs> right in the chest. What the fuck? So, and then she tells Mike to hide the body somewhere where they won't be found.
2: Doesn't she shoot the cop too? Don't they? Shoot, I think they shoot the cop as well. She's probably. unconscious on the she, floor. A, they shoot her too. I probably yeah. So yeah. they shoot her as well, but they don't. They don't show it. They just yeah. show her pointing at the body and pulling the trigger.
0: Um. <laughs> so yeah, just sh- shoot another kid. That's all. You know. <laughs> so we cut back to the group in the woods. She hates kids. Heidi ends up knocking out the deputy, thinking it was Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So
2: we go back to the woods. They're all scared. They hear a rustling. It's the police officer running through the woods, and Heidi fucking, again, her fucking lady nuts are hanging down by her knees, and she fucking karate's him yeah. with a tree branch to the gut, and as he's bending over, smacks him on the back of the head, n- rendering him unconscious. Yeah.
0: So Kevin then just takes the deputy's gun. And I like, what the fuck, man? Like, they don't even try to wake him, wake like, are this you guy okay? up. okay? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, I mean, I would be so pumped to see a cop in this situation. Right? I would want his help so much, like, like God help us out, dude. But nope, they just leave him unconscious and take his shit. <laughs> they take <laughs> his gun. <laughs> they just rob him. <laughs> they just bug so- this cop. <laughs> they straight up jack him. <laughs> yeah. So they stand around talking a bit again about what more to do, but I can't really make out what they're saying because again the audio goes out here, and uh sometimes it, it like I said the audio is really because sometimes it's way too fucking loud yeah and then other times I can't understand what people are saying at all like, it's really, it's really a roller coaster of sound on this movie I mean I was I mean like I was constantly reaching for a remote, turning up, down, up, down, up down, and every like it was non stop so one of these guys seems to just run off by himself. Like I don't know who, just one of them. But the next thing we see is the group entering some house. Uh and I should also mention at this point there's another group, group member who is always like behind the main group. He's scared. He's, He's a always scared. scared. He can't one. And again, the space of this never really makes sense because He's always so far behind that the others can't, he can't be seen. He's not in the frame. He's not in frame, but yet he's always, but he, he's always seen them and shouting out to them. Hey, wait up. Um, but yet he's like, they don't know. It's weird. Like it, they make out like it should be a longer distance, but that's really, they're obviously like, he's just like 20 feet behind them. It's it's, not that far away. So now this group has entered this house, which I'm guessing is Mike, Mike's house. But I don't really know yet, and I, it might not be. It's just some house. And they they are, however, carrying the deputy, um, and I'm guessing again, wouldn't it just been easier to like, I don't know, wake his ass up than to ca- carry this guy around through the woods? <laughs> um, but they do set the deputy on the couch, and they figure out they're at a place called Little Farm, uh, and once again, one more time, they argue over what to do. And this leads into the idea of having one person going back outside to find the exit and then coming back for the others. And, oh the, fu- exit, really, the fucking exit? Like, it's a farm, not the Minotaur's labyrinth. It's, <laughs> I mean, fuck, there's gonna be a driveway which leads to a road which is gonna lead to another road which leads to town. Just follow the goddamn driveway. Get out of Dodge. Yeah, it's like, find the, egg- the exit? Like, what is happening? It's... It's angering me.
2: (laughs) So much that you have the hiccups.
0: I have the hiccups because I'm getting so worked Yeah, I can tell, man. It's like. (laughs) And this sucks trying to do this with hiccups, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. They're starting to hurt. (laughs) I can tell. So, anyway, the other black guy, there was a second black guy in this group that the Bigfoot ghost hunting group. He's the one chosen to go out and find the exit.
2: And then they he he makes jokes throughout. He's like, Yeah, this black guy's got to stick together. You know how this always turns out. We get killed first. So it's like they're kinda of playing at the race thing right. here.
0: Uh but it doesn't matter. Uh he doesn't make it make it out far before getting shot in the back by, by Mike and Mother.
2: Yeah, so he's walk he's got the gun, he's walking towards the exit. Uh, you're trying to find the, exit. find the exit he makes it about what 40 feet outside the if door that, yeah to which uh you know the mom's like hey she said something lame like you're not going to make it too far and he like <laughs> he, he turns around he's like bitch put your hands up who are you what's going on and while he's got his gun on her fat fucking everlast <laughs> comes out of nowhere and shoots this guy in the back yep
0: it's so fucking lame it is like it so it's it's infuriating. <laughs> so we cut to Charlie now sitting in 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 his barn, and he hears the gunshots and he heads out back out into the night. So he's like, "Oh shit, something's going down in my land." Um,
2: <laughs> again, I'm feeling stabby.
0: Again, like we're not on a campground now; we're on a farm. So where what is really?
2: Yeah, I mean, where I, does his la- like?
0: Yeah, like how long does his territory go? What's his go? perimeter? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> Sorry,
2: Whoa, that was but, a big one.
0: Uh, and also, like, why I don't. I'm just confused like how they ended up on a farm, and for, they went to a campground, to a farm, to all these different homes. So it's like, I'm confused about the layout of the you know this world we're in. Right. You know? So meanwhile, the group, they too heard the gunshot, and some, someone someone wants to leave. Others want to go check check on the black guy. More bickering ensues. Heidi then just whips out that mystery picture, shows it to the others. Who, for some reason, get all pissed, they pissed really off. They really get mad about this. Because I didn't show it to them earlier. And um, why would they be pissed off at this? Like, like what? look at this picture of me from last night. What the fuck Someone, is on this picture? i be like,
2: I don't care. I'd <laughs> be like, that's great. I mean, Give me the fuck out of this situation
0: now. I mean, this group is acting, now, bear with me here. They're acting like they're the Rebel Alliance right before they launch their attack on the Death Star. But they don't have the Death Star plans yet. They don't have the blueprints, and then Luke just pops up like right and says, "Oh, by the way, oh, this might help." By the way, you know, here it yeah. is. Like, what the? F- you mean you could this? Uh, like, cooking just a long time ago, Luke. You know, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, we're flying <laughs> blind here. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the reaction. Like, it's so illogical. I-, I don't understand why this group who t- they don't know each other. No. Why they're getting so upset about this picture that hype pulled? has
2: out? no bearing on their current situation. Zero. Right now they're in Foxville, and then they see this picture and then they freak out even more. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's the least of their concerns at this point? Right. I'd be like, look at this picture. Being like, Bitch,
0: get the fuck I, out of here. I'm worried about a th- picture right <laughs> I'm now. I'm worried about right now. Yeah. So, again, Haya pulls out her giant lady balls and she <laughs> takes charge of the group and they all leave the house, carrying the deputy with them. Uh, outside they run into Mike and the mom. Mike tells Haya that he was the one stalking her and taking the pictures, but before he can say anything so else, Fat
2: Dusty Rose has done this again. Or Fat Everlast Dusty Rhodes.
0: Sorry. Yes. Mother cuts him off before he can say anything else, and she goes into her speech now, saying that Heidi, saying to Heidi that she needs her and that Heidi is a part of the part of this. Mother goes on to call her a very special pawn in her game. <laughs> God. And that she is very close to reaching the other side and becoming a queen. At this point, the deputy wakes up sees Mother, he orders her to freeze, and goes for his gun, which of course is now gone because Kevin stole it. Mike simply just shoots the deputy. (laughs) This poor fuck. (laughs) He got
2: knocked the fuck out, drug around throughout the woods. As soon as he comes to, he's like, I can help. (laughs) Ah, shit! (laughs) (laughs) Where's my (laughs) gun? Fat
0: Everlast is gonna shoot me! (laughs) Shit! This causes the two blonde girls and the other guys to flee as Mike pops off a few more rounds at them. Yeah, he just starts dropping them like flies. Heidi and Kevin just stand there for some reason. They decide not to go anywhere. Uh, guy one, who fuck him, and the cute blonde girl run back into the ho- house, lock the door. Mother tells Kevin that he was never a part of their plan. Mike is about to shoot Kevin when Heidi shouts out, No, I'm not playing. You're a game, and I won't let you take anyone else for, else from me. On that cue, Charlie walks up behind them, looks at both Heidi and Kevin, then stands kind of in the middle of this like pyramid triangle of people, facing down Mike and Mother. Mother rambles on and on some more, talking about how special Heidi is, and she asks Charlie if he would like to know who Heidi is to them. But before she can continue... Mike stabs her in the back, killing her. He says to a dying mother he couldn't let her spoil everything, especially in front of his daughter. So, yeah, there's the big surprise, not surprise, that wasn't really a surprise at all, that Heidi is related to these kids, which was so fucking obvious from, like, a long time ago. So, Fat Everlast Dusty Rhodes is the father of Heidi... That uh, what, yeah, he says not to my daughter. So yeah, so Mike is Heidi's father, which I'm assuming makes Mother the grandmother, and if my theory is right, Charlie is the uncle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, after Mother dies, Mike looks up just in time to see Charlie charging, charging. him like bull rush. He looks char- fucking scary. <laughs> he, he does. This is the scariest he looks. Blackout. Roll credits. What the fuck? That's all dance. But we do get a post-credits scene where we see a whiteboard with the name Charlie written on it a few times. Along with other words like monster and the names Michael, family, Alex, April, Kevin. The camera pans over to a window and then pans down to reveal the crazy girl that killed the doctors and inmates during that group session at the church. And she's just rocking back and forth with this crazy smile on her face. And then we hear a voice, which I'm guessing is supposed to be the mother's voice, saying something that I can't quite make out, but it sounds something like night wind or something. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. Roll the rest of the credits. So I have no fucking clue what that was all about. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. like, (laughs) And what the shit, Kevin? And he's like, so Kevin, Heidi are alive. There's some people alive in the house. Charlie charges Mike. Black Mike's guy. got
2: a gun. They're got my- gonna,
0: like, This reminds me of that fucking end of *Playing with Dallas Bloods where it just blacks out right in the middle, of shit, and you, and you don't know what the hell happened. And then you get a nonsensical post-credits scene that makes zero sense. To nonsensical. It like, makes no sense. We have never seen. We saw that girl in one scene in the in the the, 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 the where she church session, where she kills people. Never see her again. How it, does she relate to this? Don't know. Don't yeah. fucking know. So and. And also, on top of that, what the hell happened to the campers that were originally telling this story in the first place? Right! Like, this was all a flashback, but you never get an end of the story. This is supposed to be a story! Yeah! <laughs> God damn are like, supposed to be the end of this! You're supposed to go back to the campers and say, yep, that's how it ends, or something like that, or... And then Troy pops up and kills them! Right! That's how it should have ended! Like, something! <laughs> <laughs> what is going on?! Fuck! <sighs> <sighs> so... On top of that, what the fuck was this plan supposed to be with Heidi? Like, how did that even, like, how was that even possible? Because there was no, they didn't know Heidi was going to be there. And if, like, like, how was that even supposed to come to fruition? What was supposed to happen? And
2: how fucking lame was that picture?
0: Like, the whole you, picture thing that they kept, like, talking about, that
2: was so lame. That had no bearing on anything. And, and people are freaking, fuck this. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of questions left unanswered with this movie. Uh, a lot of issues. But uh, let's move on to favorite kills.
2: There can be only one. Favorite kill. All
0: right. There were a, there were a decent body count in this movie. Not not yeah, A body count, body yes. Body count. But, but kills-, kills. I know. It's rough, rough. You got to pick something, man. got to pick something.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with the very first kill. I'm gonna go with the very first kill. I'm gonna get, go with Charlie getting stabbed by his mom. Really? Because that was probably the most interesting death. That was the way you kicked I me. Mean, we haven't already soaked through the shit that we got into, so you know we're starting off with a fresh, clean palate. And they go to the barn. She's looking affectionate. She's stroking, you know, stroking his face affectionately, saying "I love you." And then she starts stabbing him. And you know, it's not not a hugely graphic kill, but it's it's a kid getting murdered it's probably the one that was kind of caught it definitely caught my interest and that's it that'd be my favorite kill all right um for me yeah again the kills weren't that great they were uh, really bad and um you know he was so quiet he like whenever he stabbed them they go Arr! no one like ah no, like
0: multiple stabs it was always like one stab you're dead now Part of me likes the cop whose eyes just exploded for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like Charlie's magical powers. Magic fire just blows this guy's eye out. Uh, that The 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 screwdriver up through the jaw was one of the better stabbing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, but I'm probably going to go with either the, the random eye explosion, because it's just so fucking weird and random, or even though it's two scene, two kids, but the scene where he just goes on the mad Boy Scout killing spree. That's Rounds a cool. kid and smashes another kid's face in a tree. Um... I don't know if I can really pick between the two. You can just say Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. It's like two. Little... Well, I meant like Boy Scouts or the Eye Explosion. Like I'm not sure which one I'm going with there, but it, it's high for me. Everything else kind of sucked. It did. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, but I mean, I get it because I mean, it, it's a low budget independent movie, so I, I get that not everything can be all super gory and, and super special effects. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's part of the thing that that the problem was that they. Limiting yourself by using a screwdriver as the weapon. Yeah, I mean, big, that, that, time, big There's not time. much you can do with that.
2: Yeah, not a lot of versatility. No, so, he did snap into a slim jim's a couple times, I think. He
0: did break some necks, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people getting shot, but you know that's not that's not scary. All right, so let's move on to odds and ends.
2: Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys?
0: All right, uh, this is going real real fucking fast this week because there's like nothing, uh, ratings. IMDb a three point seven out of ten. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Amazon, there is nothing there. They're, they're not on their sites. Uh, even Amazon, I couldn't. There's nothing there, wow. which is surprising. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, plot keywords, again, yeah, none. Uh, trivia, none. Couldn't find anything. Can't find nothing Oof. on it. Uh, so that's it for us and ends. However, ironically enough, we do get to play the budget game.
2: Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game.
0: So <laughs> of all fucking things, we get the budget for this. Uh Aaron, what is your guess for the budget for campground or requill?
2: God damn it. Okay, um <laughs> They had locations. They had several different locations. Um they had a lot, a lot of people in this movie. A lot of people. There were a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, they spent money on the shitty-looking sheriff's uniforms, uh, the stickers that went on the car, like someone's, you know, uncle's Ford Taurus that looked like a sheriff's vehicle. Um, Twelve thousand dollars.
0: Well, you blew your wad. But not it. by much. Okay, very, very close. Estimated budget ten thousand dollars. Hey, that's a
2: win. That is super. I'd close. say that's a win. You know, I'd say that's pretty damn close. Yeah, give it to. I me. mean, we're not playing. We're me. not
0: playing pl- price the right rules, so we don't get you know. Yeah, okay, it's true, but I'll, that's close. I'll give you that one. All $10, right, ten thousand dollars estimated budget. Uh, now five star reviews. Nope, <laughs> nothing there either. <laughs> so that's it. Let's go,
2: <laughs> we go. Worst episode ever. We go straight. Yeah, it, including Marshall's hiccups. We're kind of drunk. Marshall's got hiccups.
0: <laughs> this movie sucked. <laughs> so let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. Aaron, take,
2: kick us off. I here. think I just said it. This movie sucks. Uh, I'm gonna say so bad it's scary. Uh, just a few things. Um... You know it's kind of funny. It, it's it's a bummer because it, it, the guy who directed it uh, was Roman Roman Jostart right. I... The but guy who played Brandon, true. yeah, who was the strongest actor, yep. who had the best personality. Yep, uh, and I I seem to like that character. And I imagine he has. There's a lot of his personal. Personality, personality put into yeah. the, put into the characters he plays. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I kind of liked. I liked him a lot in *Don't Fuck in the Woods*. And I loved him in *Don't Fuck in the Woods*. Loved him yeah. in that, and I liked his character as much as this, the little taste we got of him in this one. But he's not there. So you take your strongest element and you put him behind the camera. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, he wrote and directed movies, so that that's his role. So he, I don't blame him for not having a big role because he can't do right, direct direct movie and you know he's not doing like a George Clooney writer director eagle maniac. Well I'll thing, tell and... you what
2: then man, stick stick in front of the camera. Because behind your camera stuff, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Uh it was too hard to keep up with. It was convoluted. Uh the actors were dog shit. Uh I just did not care for this
0: movie at all. I would say it's so bad it's scary. Um now I'm 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 on the fence with this one. Really I, 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 I'm gonna, I'll explain myself here. I'm gonna go. I got some stuff to say. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought as I say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. First of all, I think this movie had potential. I I I really did. Like it started off. You know, you you had the formula. You had the killer, the campground, the woods. You know, you had the, everything there. It's just somewhere it got derailed. I, I know what I'm trying sure to say is this is a remake or a retelling of the, of the actual camera movie. What the fuck was that movie like? Like, why do they need to remake it into this? Like what I want, what are the differences between these two? Cause this isn't a complete sequel. It's, you know, the joke is it's called the requil, which is like a remake right. retelling, but a sequel. So I really want to know what the difference between the two is, but I like I said, I think there was potential for this movie. It started off strong. I mean, God, we had like, 10 kills or not maybe 10, but at least a good five or so in the first 10, 15 minutes. And then it just started morphing into something else. You know what I did like it was the killer. I
2: thought the ki- like he was a big, he, he, he was a big, imposing, scary looking dude. Mm-hmm. His mask was a little something to be desired, Yeah, but he moved f- like when he was running, he looked like he was going to run right through you. Yeah. He was fucking intimidating with his physique and his size, and, like, he looked like he could fuck up four or five people at one him, time. Give him
0: a better mask and maybe some graggier and more, you know, more ass clothing. And or yeah. some
2: versatility with weapons. Yeah.
0: You know? just I think, I think they – I agree with you. Like, the killer was the best ass in the movie. I, right, I, I totally agree. Still, I think the killer was, again, was
2: the best thing about the movie. But, again, I
0: don't think he was utilized to his fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and that said, like – And then when you look at the ending of this movie – is he really even the villain? Like yeah. Jason, Michael, dude, you, they're the villains. They're the bad guys. But then he be almost oh, because he's like a sympathetic guy. I mean, his mother kills him, and he comes back. Why? What's going on here? His, his brothers. His brothers, or, or
2: is that his is his brother? brother? Like
0: what's going on with his family? You and know, he and then he k- kills. Obviously, wants to fight. The brother and killed Martin charging Mike. at
2: him like a, fucking, like a fucking
0: bull. Right. And, and it th- looks like it's going to be an epic showdown, and we don't get to see any of and it. And then you think about, yeah, he killed kids, but he killed the bully kids and left the one kid alone. Like, get out of here, kid. So <laughs> His mom shot. So basically, he was standing up in a very demented, un- mur- murderous way, but he was staying up for the little guy. So the killer isn't really even that killer. He's more sympathetic. He's more like an antihero. Which is, you can't have that in the slasher movie. Yeah, you can't. And But once the movie started shifting away from the killer, from Charlie, and started becoming more about this Mother Michael weird ass dynamic with Heidi crap, I started losing it. Like, I don't care about these people. Just give me the killer slashing people in this campground. That's all I need. It's called Campground, not fucking mental rehabilitation family therapy session movie. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. Like, it's not that. So that's where I lose it, but I like the beginning. There's some kill scenes I like. I like that they had the balls to kill the like, Boy Scout kids. You don't see that every you day. You love when
2: they kill kids.
0: Uh, Roman, I hate to say I Roman Joseph, except I agree with you, we loved him in yeah. and, 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 and don't, don't Fuck in the, the woods. woods. He was awesome in that. His short time on screen in this movie was great. He was definitely the best asset in this movie next to the killer. And I get why he wasn't anymore because he directed it, but I'm on the fence because there's probably, I really liked it, but I there's things about, I didn't like, but I, when it comes down to it, going to my head, I'm going to probably have to say so bad. It's scary. Yeah. I don't want to, I really wanted to like it. It's got, there are some good things about this movie, but I think there's more things where that fell short that at live up potential that ultimately brings it down for me. Um, now, with that said, I have been in talks with Roman Jossart over Facebook, and we are setting up an interview to talk about this movie and don't fuck in the woods. Hopefully later next week will be done, so let's see how we handle that after Aaron just ripped his movie apart. (laughs) Uh, hope, like, now, who knows, it might not even happen now, but uh, we haven't talked, and he's excited about doing it. So hopefully, that will be coming up in the you know pretty soon. So watch for that. I mean, I just gotta be honest. I know that's know? what we I mean, have to be honest. That's we that's what we do. We're we're honest. But I like it when they make these movies, you know. So maybe he can explain some to us that we got lost in transition, or maybe explain some of this stuff. But uh, either way, we're still going to talk about "Don't Fuck in the Woods" and some other things he's done. So so really quick, I,
2: there's some things I forgot to mention. Really quick, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, the character Mike, had a tattoo on his forearm. Of this character, or this this this, this like alien, that's Daniel Johnston, who is a great musician, who I believe has schizophrenia and has some issues, some mental health issues, who made some amazing music. He just made a bunch of tapes, and it got picked up most famously by Kurt Cobain. It was an influence in Kurt Cobain's um, uh, life and music career, and there's pictures of Kurt Cobain wearing these uh, Daniel Don- Johnson uh, t-shirts with his weird art on it. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, one, I can't believe someone got a tattoo of that on his forearm. <laughs> and two, I was like, that's fucking cool. So that guy that plays uh, Mike must have some great music musical mm-hmm. taste. Oh, there you go. And he fucking sounds like Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes. which is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, the other thing that kind of came to mind a little bit was... Um, I couldn't help but thinking about Charlie's farm.
0: I could kind of see that cuz I was going to kind of make a reference of the uh uh the killer who runs and and tip the size of running look like a boy over plus there is a farm on both of them but uh there's some
2: similarities. There's a few similarities and I'm sure there's no it was never intentional. But you had a tragic uh, you know, life from a young man's point of view who had had something horrible happen to him, and they become this hulking beast that stays in this particular area that kills anyone that comes to it. So it's like Charlie's farm meets the campground. You know, so it's just kinda and his name is Charlie, of course. So that's just kind of a weird thing that goes.
0: Um, that's true. Yeah, they are both named yeah. Charlie. And I... they're both hulking killers <laughs> in the small area. Um all right, so that's going to wrap us up for next week uh, we like I said, we're don't done, hate me roman. Uh, we won't be back next week cuz we're taking we're doing it every 2 weeks now. But our next movie we'll be doing, I can announce it now, uh, in honor of the everybody's beloved Shark Week, we're taking on the shark Sh- I see if I can pronounce this properly. Shark Women's Prison Massacre film. Uh <laughs> So <coughs> Yeah. Uh, our, it's Arkansas with the shark women's prison massacre. Uh, <laughs> we're doing that one. Uh, I we actually got a, a submission from a fan of ours in our mail. Um, I think his name's I'm fucking, I'm sorry about Todd Brown or Tim Brown, something like that. Todd. Uh, That's like the most simple name ever. fucking. I don't know. Well, up. I, don't, I, mean, I, I know it's Brown, but I, if it's Todd or Ted or why didn't you write it down? I. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, he suggested we do uh, um, sw- Swamp Shark. And uh, I was going to write him back, but I was going to tell him on this because he- he'll probably listen. Um, the reason we're not doing Swamp Shark, even though I, I, I appreciate the suggestion, is I already bought Shark and Saw Women's Massacre. <laughs> I've already bought the movie. Uh, <laughs> we ha- I have my copy of it, and in- it's ready to go. So, But thank you for the message. So hopefully this will be the same thing, though. Uh, enjoy- so look forward to that in two weeks. Uh in the meantime guys watch more horror movies and remember to always uh, 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 uh. always keep it tight Rick Flair